and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. What I want to talk to you this, this morning is that we need to be grateful, not only at this time of the year. It's so easy to do that at this time of the year, though, and it should be. It's one of my favorite holidays of the year. In fact, it is my favorite holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. Because it always centers around family, it centers around food, and it centers around giving thanks. And if those three reasons right there aren't alone, uh, and there's many more, but for me it's a great time. I've always had great memories of Thanksgiving, being around family and friends and, and food. Something about food, isn't it? Just get around food and you're bound to have a good time. It doesn't matter where you're at, whether you're in Alaska whether you're in American Canyon, when you're around food, you can have a good time. So I can't wait for this Thursday at our home, and I know you probably can't wait for the same thing at your home. But one of the worst things I I believe we can do as human beings is to not give thanks when we should, right? How many of you have ever opened door? Men, this is my pet peeve, and I've shared this here before, but when you open a door for a stranger... Common courtesy dictates that they say, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Right? But how many times do we do that and they don't even give you a second look or even acknowledge you? They, they think that, well, that was an automatic door, I guess. It just opened for me, special me. No, thank you is very nice. So if somebody opens a door for you today, just say thank you. You know, so oftentimes we go through the toll and I'll pay for the person behind me. Uh, paying it forward, they call it, right? And sometimes that car will catch up to you and they'll wave and they'll say thank you. I remember the last time we did it, coming back from Concord, crossed over the bridge, coming back to Vallejo, and here comes the car speeding up right next to me. And and I told Anna, they're probably going to wave and say thank you. No, they just kept speeding. They didn't even say thank you. It's like, okay, And, and I didn't do it to get a thank you, but you kind of expect it to get a thank you. And Here's what I'm trying to say in saying that is let's be careful that we don't go around doing things expecting thank yous. We we need to do things because we want to do them out of the kindness of our heart. Or sometimes the Lord will speak to you and say, hey, I want you to, to give to that homeless person right there in front of Target. Hey, I want you to go buy him a happy meal or whatever it may be. Sometimes you need to do that and expect nothing in return. Right? And it's just a a blessing when we do get a thank you. Amen? Opening doors at restaurants. I I just, you know, pet peeve of mine. Sorry, I can't can't, uh, let go of that. The other thing, too, is, and I shared this again with my lovely one-hour commute to work. Uh, Oftentimes, we let people jump in front of us, right? Again, a common courtesy is, hey, thanks. You know, just wave your hand. But we don't get that because we're all in a rush to get to our jobs in the morning. We have no time for Thanksgiving at 7 o'clock in the morning. They haven't had their coffee. They're not in their right mind, people out there. And I get it. But again, we, we, we just need to show common courtesy, don't we? Amen. Amen. Uh, and I'll just, I promise I won't pick on you anymore, Alana. But in the military, you don't have a choice when you have a... You know, I've been told when you have a military superior, you've got to acknowledge them and be respectful to them 
right away, straight away, and at all times. The minute you would ever disrespect anybody like that, I can imagine it's not going to go well for that person. And I'm sure she's probably seen that, not her, but she's probably seen that in her experience. And that goes for any, anybody that works in the workplace. You're, you're going to have to listen to your manager. You're going to have to listen to people sometimes that you don't want to listen to. And you're just going to have to shake your head and say, thank you, sir, or thank you, ma'am, and, and walk away sometimes. We all need to do that, right? But here, I want to, this morning, I want to talk to you and show you different ways to give thanksgiving that maybe you hadn't realized before. Things that we do on an everyday basis. But first of all, how many are glad to know that Jesus loves you today? He loves you today, just as you are. He loves you exactly as you are. But the great news is he's not content to leave you right there. That's the great news. That's the transforming news. See, we, we are imperfect people in an imperfect world, and he knows that. And he, and he walks with you through your struggles, uh, through the loneliness. Ever been lonely? It's hard to be thankful when you're lonely. Ever been uh, overdrawn in your checking account? I don't know, maybe the Lord's talking to somebody this morning. It's hard to be thankful when you're overdrawn. Ever been late on those mortgage payments or car payments or whatever? It's hard to be thankful in that moment. But the Word of God reminds us that we are to be thankful at all times. How many know that this morning? Amen. Amen. See, our God is, we're, we're thankful because our God is a redeeming God. How many know that this morning? He's, a, he's our Savior. He's our Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the Bible tells us. We have so much reason to be thankful for, not because we live in a beautiful house, not because we drive a brand new car, not because we have brand new clothes and a Gucci handbag. No, it's because we have the gift of life. Amen? Amen. That alone right there should cause us to be thankful. Are you thankful for those reasons? Amen? Are you thankful for that? We, we talked last week about the opposite of thankfulness or abundant thankfulness. The opposite of that is scarcity. To not have a thankful spirit. God forbid that would be one of us here today, especially this month, this week, that you go about your business and not be thankful. And I know this is, this is the cycle of life. You know, kids, as they grow up, little kids, I have a, my granddaughter here who's, who's six years old, and she's just happy as can be, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, they're all, they're the best, right? But then they get to this period, you know, as the kids get older, they start, well, mom, dad, first of all, you're not cool, and uh, then you get into the teenage years where, mom, dad, you don't know nothing, and, and, and then that spirit of ungratitude can kick in. And, and that happens to all of us. It happened to me. I struggled with that big time in regards to my dad trying to give him thanks. And yet, I was a spoiled little brat. Right, Reuben? My brother? He'll tell you. And, but he was too. So we have to be careful with how we display our ungratefulness. Make sure that we, we temper that. We, we recognize and say, Lord... I have much reason to be thankful today. I have much reason to be thankful for uh, all the things that you do for me, Lord. But this morning, I want to read two verses. If you'll stand with me for the reading of the word, it's found in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6. Colossians 2 and verse 6. I want to read this verse here, verse 6 and 7. 
It says, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And then on your handout, the scripture verse that we read, Colossians 3.17, just a few verses down. Verse 17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let's pray. Father God, Lord, we thank you that we have the ability to choose to be grateful, to choose to give thanks. Lord, even, even though things may not be well, even though things are not going well, Lord, I pray, help us to get self out of the way, because that's really where it originates, any ungratefulness. It starts with just self getting in the way. And I, my prayer this morning is that we would remove self and that we would put you in your proper place, that we would identify that and give you thanks for life. And Lord, all the other blessings on top are just super blessings. So Father God, this morning, I pray open our ears, open our minds to your word, and I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him, God is good. All the time. He's good. You may be seated this morning. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. So I want to talk to you real quickly for the next few moments on seven different opportunities to give thanks. And they're going to go real quick here. Number one, how do we give thanks? How do we give thanks? What's the best and easiest way to give thanks? Well, we can do that by speaking. When we speak, we give thanks. And that is something that some of us are blessed to do better than others. Some of us can speak and speak and speak. Just ask your spouse if you're not sure which one is who you are. They'll tell you. And that is the best way to express yourself in giving thanks. Amen. We are to do that. Did you know that the opposite of giving thanks is to just grumble and complain? Things never go my way. How come so-and-so gets to do that? I've never gotten a chance to do that. How come so-and-so, how come that pastor has a 100,000 member church? Something ridiculous, right? How come they have, and you fill in the blank, right? We, we can do that. And we, if, we're not, if we don't catch ourselves, we're just grumbling. Who wants to hear a grumbler? I don't have time for that. I mentioned last week, I don't have time for negativity. I hope you don't either. I don't have time for negative people. Uh, I want to encourage you to have a positive outlook on life. My, my outlook is the glass is half full. I don't know about yours. The glass is always half full. And, and I don't want to be a grumbler. If you know me, I don't grumble. I don't complain. If I do, I'm, I'm going to do something to make it better. But I don't grumble just to grumble. All right? There's no purpose in that. There, nothing good is going to happen out of that. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 14 says the following. It says this, Do everything without grumbling or complaining. That's out of the NIV. Do everything without grumbling or complaining. But Pastor Rick, you don't know what my checking account looks like. You don't know that I was late on my car payment. You don't know that I just lost my job. No, God knows. God knows. He still wants you to do everything. Everybody say everything. Everything. Everything without grumbling 
or complaining? Now, is there a time to redirect and, and draw attention to certain things that, that need to be taken care of? Yes, but we don't need to grumble about it and we don't need to complain about it. Amen? Amen. No, wait a minute. I didn't hear you. Amen. That's much better. Amen. So let us decrease our grumblings this week, this month, this year. How's that? Let us decrease that and rather increase our thankfulness. Increase your thankfulness. And it begins with your voice, with your words. The words that you say make a huge impact because they go on into eternity. And we know that whatever words you say, you can never take them back. All of us have said words that we regret the moment we uttered them. Oh, I can't believe I just said that. Oh, I can't. And you can't take it back. No amounts of I am sorry, I apologize can ever bring back a comment that was made, uh, a negative comment. Amen. No amounts of apologies can, can, can take that back. So let us be careful with how we express ourselves. Amen. So, so number one is how do we give thanks? It's with our voice. Let us proclaim that. Let us declare that every day of our lives. The, the next thing is, where do we give thanks? Well, I just, I'm a private person, Pastor Rick. I, you know, I just, at home, I'll give thanks. Well, that's great. That's great. You should give thanks at home. It should start in the home. But it should go elsewhere. Are you thankful at work? Do people around you see you when you do your job, your duties that you do? Do you have a thankfulness about you? Do people look at you and go, man, they don't have as much as I do, yet they're thankful. They, they're thankful. Why is that? Do they see that in you? They should. If you're a child of the living God, a child, the Lord said in that song we sang this morning that he names the stars. He knows the name of every star. How much more does he care about you, his creation, his child today, man? He cares for you. And we should walk around with this this air of gratefulness, of thankfulness. Amen? Amen? So we should give our thanks at home. We should give our thanks in church. We should give our thanks on social media. You know I was going there, right? <laughs> Whether you're an Instagram person, a Facebook person, a Snapchat person, a Periscope type person, and all the other things on social media, right? Because there's so many, I've lost track. We should give thanks. Uh, I see far too many, and not here, I'm not talking about people here, but I see far too many people just posting their business on there that has nothing but negativity on there, right? You know what I'm talking about? Nothing but negativity. Who wants to hear your negativity? And I'm not just talking about posting things so you look good all the time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just declaring your thankfulness. Declare that. Let, let your light shine. As the Bible says, let your light shine. You never know what you might declare, even on social media, that might pick somebody else up at that moment. You never know until you declare that. Amen. Number two, let's be thankful to God for the people in your life. Look at your neighbor right now and tell him I'm thankful for you. Thankful for you. Thankful for you. I'm thankful for each of you. Oh, look at that. I just saw a kiss in the back, but I won't point out who it was, demon. That was cute. But you know, we should be thankful for each other. We shouldn't take each other for granted. We shouldn't take our spouse for granted. We shouldn't take our spouse for granted that he's going to cook dinner every night, that he's going to cook breakfast in the morning, whatever, or she. We shouldn't take them for granted. We need to be loving with them. 
I need to be specific when I tell Anna, Anna, I'm thankful for you. I need to say, Anna, I'm thankful that you are an awesome mother. The way you've raised our girls, the way you've always acted around the girls, the way you've always, you, you just, I'm thankful for that spirit, that character that you display. Be specific. Don't just say, yeah, honey, I'm thankful for you. What does that mean? What does that mean? Be specific. Right? Us husbands, we have a hard time. Right? We, we got to pinpoint it, guys. We got to pinpoint it. Alana, I'm just setting you up. I'm, you know, this is the way it's going to be later on as you and your husband, you know. Uh, husbands have a hard time sometimes. We have a hard time expressing our feelings, expressing our emotions. And sometimes that's just the way God made us. But we don't have to stay there. We can, we can make that a little bit better. Amen? Amen, Amen guys? Okay. <laughs> and we're too confident in that one. Well, I'll have to hit you guys up on Valentine's, February. We'll talk more about that. But I want to be specific to the people around me in my life. I want to be specific to my daughters. I want to be specific to my granddaughters and, and my parents. And at the same time, I want to be sensitive to them, to those around me. Everybody say the word sensitive. sensitive. That's a powerful word right there. Sensitive. We have to be sensitive to those around us. You see, Jesus was always sensitive to those around him. Amen. He always looked at the heart of that individual. Always. And he was sensitive in how he approached them, how he spoke to them. But he always went straight for the heart. He went straight to the heart. We need to do the same. Is go speak to that heart. Be sensitive in how you declare it. We, we, we use these terms it's not what you say, it's how you package them, right? That counts. Be sensitive. I, I, can, I can tell my wife, hey, Anna, hurry up. Let's go, we're going to be late. Or I can tell her, hey, Anna, hurry up. Right? There's a whole difference right there, right? A whole different tone. And, and so we have to be sensitive in how we say those things. Not that Anna's late. <laughs> That's me. Be searching on who you can give thanks to. All of us here can give thanks to, to people around us. Uh, you, you may say, well, I, I don't have anybody to give thanks to. I, I, I'm single today or uh, I, I live by myself. It doesn't matter. There's people in this big world of ours where you can give thanks to. Uh, there's this Mexico missions trip that we're going to participate in. There's people in our community, homeless people, that we can appreciate them and, and bless them. Amen? There's always something around you. You have to ask the Lord, Lord, open my eyes to the needs around me. Lord, open the, my eyes so that I can see what I need to be thankful for. Amen? Yeah. Jesus was sensitive. Lord, help us to be sensitive to those around us. Amen. Number three, another point here quickly is give thanks when we sing together. I love when we come together and, and, and we're, we're getting there. We're, we've had my brother-in-law up here singing. We've had Anna, Bianca up here praising. But when we get together and we begin to praise the Lord, we give thanks to him. Why? Because of what he's done for us. What he's done. What he's doing and what he's going to do in each of your lives. How many here, by showing of hands, are not the same person you were before you came to Christ? How many are a different creation today? Amen? All of us here as believers should be different in terms of how we see things, how we view things. 
and how we love, how we give thanks. It should be deeper. It should be richer. Amen? Amen. We give thanks when we sing together. Colossians 3 and verse 16 says the following. It says, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Everybody say thankful hearts. Thankful hearts. Thankful hearts. That's straight from the word of God. That's a command from the word of God. To have a thankful heart. Not to have a, oh man, it's Sunday morning. Man, I could have been in bed. I could have slept in again. And, and, and then the Raider game is on right now or the Niner game is on. I could have been watching them. It's not like you can't record it. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. But you know, we can be thankful in our situation, whatever it is. Uh, w- some of us could have complained this morning. Oh man, it's raining. I got to get out in the rain. Or we could have chose to say, well, I guess it's raining. We need that rain. I guess I better pop my umbrella out, right? It's all the power of choice, whatever you decide to do. But the Bible reminds us that we need to give thanks in everything. Amen? Amen. Give thanks. Sing. Sing. Singing brings about many thanks. How many singers do we have in the car here? You have singers in the car, right? Just admit it. You're singers. You're all singers. Don't lie. You're all singers. You all sing. I know you do. When your jam comes on, you start singing. Don't deny it. Because I know that. Because I'm that way. I don't get up here and sing because I don't sing very well. But boy, in the car by myself, I'm Luther Vandross all over again. Because I can sing in the car. You should hear me. And we need to do that. When we sing songs, we need to give thanks. We need to, 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 to declare thanks to God in songs, in our spirit, and so that so that the Lord knows we're thankful and grateful for what he's given us. Amen? Amen. Amen. How many are thankful today? Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and uh, point number four, thanks and giving go together. Thanks and giving go together. What I mean by that is God will prompt us, oftentimes he'll prompt us when we don't expect it to give. And I'm not just talking financially, because I don't want you to get hung up on, uh, on finances. I'm talking about your, your time, your talents, and your treasures. But God will often t- uh, prompt us to give. Here's what I would tell you. Never, ever, ever miss a chance to give if the Lord prompts you. Not just because your pastor says it, but if the Lord is really telling you, man, I need to give to that need, or that person, or, or that homeless person, whatever it is, Don't miss that opportunity. Because how many people have been blessed when you give? There's a reason why that scripture says it is better to give than to receive. There's such a blessing that God designed that when you give something away with no strings attached, not expecting a thank you, not expecting repayment, there's something in us that just, it it rises up and says, yes, yes. What you're doing, what you're actually doing is you're being God in that moment. You're being God-like in that moment. You're blessing somebody. He gave you the ultimate gift, his son, and he sent him to die on that cross for you and you and every one of us here. And yet, sometimes we struggle with giving and giving. Lord, help us when you prompt us to give out of our heart. Amen? It's a joy to give. How many know that? 
It's a joy to give. Joy comes from giving. You want to learn how to be joyful? Start giving. Uh, uh, my parents have this tree. It's called a persimmon tree. Uh, ever eat a persimmon? Ever eat a, a ripe persimmon, how delicious they are? Let me ask you this. Ever eat a, a unripened persimmon? Your face turns like this. That's a person that has no joy. They've been eating persimmons all their life, right? But, but, but don't walk around with a face like... There's no joy there. The Lord wants to fill each of you with joy. And it comes by giving. Giving. Remember that this time of the year. If you catch yourself feeling, being unjoyful, lacking joy, give something away. Give something away. If you don't know what to give, go start in your closet. Look in your closet. We have this rule in our house. I try to live by it. It's hard to do it. If we haven't used something in a year, I need to give it away to somebody else. I need to bless somebody with it. I don't need it. If I have not used it in one year, I need to bless somebody else with it. And so we can, we can give somebody and we, we can gift somebody and we can be a blessing to them. Amen? Amen. See, in our society, the goal is to get and to get extravagantly. You know, it's, I've mentioned it here. It's climbing that corporate ladder, whatever your position is, and knocking the person that's right down below you, right? That's grabbing you and pulling you down kicking them down out of the way, right? As you progress up that ladder. Because it's, the society tells you, you got to go out there and get it. You got to go get it. And there's a truth to that. You got to fight for what you, what you want, but not at the expense of other people. You, you, don't, you, never, you never do that. Amen? Make it your goal to give extravagantly rather than to get extravagantly. And you watch that and, and see if the Lord doesn't just begin to bless your life with amazing gifts and amazing things. You know, we give and we've learned as believers that when we give, we receive. We receive blessings. And, and sometimes that comes in the forms of, of finances. Sometimes that comes in the, in the form of, of uh, relationships, blessings that, um, of people in our lives that come into our lives. And it's like, Wow, where, where have you been all my life? I, uh, you're, you're, you're a great wealth of wisdom and, and so forth. Or you're there for me when I need you. That kind of thing. So learn to give. Don't make it your goal to just get. But make it your goal to give extravagantly. Above and beyond. Amen. And point number five. We give thanks in the times we choose to give thanks. And what I'm referring to... To that uh, is uh, first found in First Thessalonians chapter five and verse eighteen. Let me read this to you. It says, "No matter what happens, no matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus." No matter what happens, wow, that's that's deep. No matter what happens, no matter what comes your way, no matter what tribulations, no matter. No matter what happens in your relationship, no matter how many times that, that teenager rebels against you, no matter how many times your spouse threatens to leave you, no matter how many times your manager at your job place comes down on you, the Lord says, no matter what happens, always be thankful for this is God's will for you. And how many know it's not easy to do that? In those times, it's not easy. 
And I'll be the first to tell you, it's not easy to walk in thankfulness when everything around you is negative. But it's not up to me. Thank goodness it's just not me that, that accomplishes that. It's God's Holy Spirit that he places in your life that helps you to be an overcomer, that helps you to have a thankful attitude, a thankful heart. Amen? Yeah. How many have experienced that in the middle of a tough time, you were still grateful for God? Amen? It's not easy. Um, I'll be the first one to tell you, it's not easy. But you can have that. The biggest challenge is always be thankful. Always. I need to get better at this. We need to get better at this. All of us. Because none of us are perfect at this. None of us. In fact, it's a one day at a time challenge. And it turns into a lifetime challenge for all of us. We all need to get better at this. During the good times and the bad times. Amen? And then point number six. I told you I was going to go through these rapidly. Point number six. Give thanks at a specific time. At a specific time. Here's the problem we have with our generation. We're too busy. We're so busy. And we're entering a season of busyness. Busyness. We're entering the busiest season of all. Beginning this month. December's no better, right? How many know what I'm talking about? It gets crazy. You got dinners, you know, Christmas parties. You've got invites here and there typically. Um, and we can become so busy that we tend to forget what the main thing is. And the main thing is to give thanks. To give thanks every day of our life. Every day we should say, thank you, Lord, for the very breath of life that I'm able to take today. Every day we should say, Lord, thank you for the ability to get out of my bed and put two feet on the ground and be able to walk to my job. Lord, I, I thank you for the ability to, to choose what vehicle I drove to church in today. Amen? The ability to have gas in my car to get here. The ability to have a job that pays my bills, that pays for the clothes on my back, that pays for everything. It all comes from you, Lord, and I give you thanks for that. Amen. Amen. The, the thing is, we need to make sure every day, not just during Thanksgiving, that we're taking the time to give the Lord thanks. Do you do that regularly? Do you do that in the mornings? Do you do that in the, in the noontime, in the evening? Pick a time. For me, it's first thing in the morning when I get up. I, I, I literally say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving me life today. I hear too many stories of people passing in their sleep. I don't take it for granted. You get to be past the age of 21, and none of us take it for granted, right? I was just 21 a few years ago, it seems like. But, you know, now I thank the Lord every day. Thank you for the very breath of life, Lord. Thank you for the very breath of life. And then in closing this morning, the final way that we can give thanks is in our prayers, in our prayers. And I want to take you to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, say the following. I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. Let me say that first part again. The, the, repeat that first part. I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, 
intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. And it goes on to finish there in verse 2. That means whether I, I chose this president-elect or not, I'm commanded to give thanks for him. Okay? Uh, you know, just as I spoke a few weeks ago, we're one nation under God. We live in the greatest country in this world. How many agree with that? Amen? Yes. Amen. And I know there's a division in our country, and it's not getting easier. It's not getting prettier. But we as believers are commanded to pray for those in authority. Pray for our president. Pray for his cabinet. Pray for our military. Pray for all the leaders. Because how many know they need wisdom? They need wisdom every day to make wise choices. And all of you, I need you to be praying for that. Regardless of party preference, regardless of whether you like what he said or not, uh, I struggle with the same things you do, but at the same time, I'm commanded to pray for our president, president elect, president Obama, whoever it is. I'm commanded, and so are you, amen. So let's lift up our leaders, let's pray for them and give thanks for them, amen. And not only our country and our world leaders, give thanks for that. Miserable manager you have tomorrow waiting for you at work, right? How many of you have that miserable manager, right? Well, if you do, the Bible here is declaring, give thanks for that person. But, but Pastor Rick, you have no idea. No, I don't. I don't have any idea. But the Lord does. And he said, give thanks. Why? Because he blessed you with a J-O-B, a job to bring in income for your family, right? If he, if he wants you to be in another place, he'll remove that manager or he can put you in another place. Did you know that? Just like he removes kings from kingdoms at his will and discretion, he can move you to another place. But apparently his will is for you to be where you're at right now because there's an influence that you have there that he wants you to demonstrate to others that are there right now. He knows what's going on. And he has you there. So for that reason alone, we need to give thanks. Amen? Amen. Give thanks to him. Give thanks for everyone, including those you disagree with. Be thankful and you will live in peace. Because I don't know about you, but if I have rancor, if I have anger, if I have discord in my heart, I can't get past it. I'm stuck there. I'm, I'm stuck in this little bubble and I can't go on with my life. No matter what I try to do, no, no matter how many uh, 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 49er tapes of the back in the 80s I watched, Dan, I, I can't get out of that. And, and it won't snap me out of my, that spell. I'm just stuck there. So I've chosen, I've made up my mind that when those things happen to me, I refuse to get stuck there. I, Lord, I thank you for this situation. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in my life. I have too much to do to, to spend my time and be miserable. And I, and I like the way this one person put it to me when I was 20 years old. I was working in a construction job in Napa a few years ago. And one time he was, he was telling me this story. He was a manager out there. And I said, hey, Steve, why don't you let those things bother you? And I'm 20 years old. I, I knew everything at that point. So I'm asking him. Why, why don't you let those things bother you if those people are doing that to you? He goes, Rick, he goes, I'm not going to give the power to somebody to ruin my life or ruin my day. I would be giving them power. And I, I never looked at it that way. And what he told me at that moment was, 
I'm empowering people to ruin my day. Why should I give them that power? Take that back. Amen? You have the power today to declare, Lord, I'm going to be thankful in my situation, and I'm going to give thanks regardless of who likes it, who doesn't, because I know you love me, and I know I'm a child of the King. Amen? Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap this morning if you believe that. Amen? Amen. Give thanks in your prayers. Give thanks in your prayers. I have some homework for you this week that I want you to do. Last week I challenged you with something that I forgot to bring up, but I asked you last week, did you, or to declare with your actions, thankfulness, to declare with your actions. This week I want you to, or I want to challenge you with this. Share something, or let me rephrase this. Next week when you come here, I would like for you to share something that you are thankful for. Come, and, and maybe I'll even have a couple of you come up here, those that would like to do that. Uh, come and share something that you'll, you're thankful for. Because all of us have reason to be thankful, amen? All of us do. So let's do that. In addition, next week, this is what I want to have. How many people here speak more than English? Raise your hand if you speak another language. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, next week. I want to read John 3.16, and I want to have you come up here, those that can speak a different language and read it comfortably. I want you to read John 3.16 in your language up here. Okay, would you do that with me? And it, because it reminds us of how wide and diverse God's kingdom is. It's not just us. It's, it's many more people here, many languages, many tongues, and we need to give thanks for everyone. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Bow your heads with me this morning. Father God, we love you, and again, we thank you. We thank you for the very breath of life, as I mentioned, Lord. All of us here have much reason to be thankful. Lord, we lift up one another today, and I pray for, for the joy of the Lord to be our strength today. And Lord, we mentioned that joy can come from giving. Lord, you, your word says joy comes in the morning. And Father, this morning, I'm praying for that for everyone here that joy would be our strength today, that it would come from a grateful heart from everybody here, that, that Lord, that maybe those that um, have not been givers, and I'm not talking about just here, but, Lord, outside these walls, that, Lord, you would help them to give of their time, their talents, and their treasures, that they would be a blessing to their own immediate family, to, to those around them in their workplace. Father, empower us. Help us to have a, a spirit of thankfulness today for all the things you do for us, all the things you're doing, and the things you're going to do. And thank you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. amen.